0: Greetings and welcome to the Golf Bank System podcast 218. This is our 2022 Horizon Irish Open plus John Deere Classic Tips podcast. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanrahan join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss this week's DP World and PGA Tour action. Good morning, gents. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be GambleAware. You can visit GambleAware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world-famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting previews, tournament strokes gained analysis, tournament form stats, form charts including combined course and current form, and our PGA Tour and DP World Tour predictive optimizers. All of these features, like this podcast, are all completely free of charge with no paywall. On Twitter, Paul is at Golf Betting. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. I am at Bamford Golf. You can join our Golf Betting System Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. Plus, look out for the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where I present the golf betting show every week. This podcast is also located on there, so subscribe and like the shows. Now, I thought we'd do an Irish Open special here. We're in Ireland for the Irish Open. So let's have some Irish five-star reviews this week, I think. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the Star of a Future Show. Leave your name where you are in the review. So let's try and get some Irish five-star reviews in this week. Uh, we've got one here. It is entitled, Winning Five Stars, Great, great Content and Tips... Still to the good after ten weeks listening and keeping betting records. Keep up the great work, thank you guys. And that is from P Mac One Eight Zero, and he is in the UK. Lovely stuff. Let's nice. let's hope he was on um, How Tong Lee last week, Paul. Many congratulations.
1: Yeah, well done.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, uh, P Mac was on uh, on How Tong as well. It's a bit of a bit of a roller coaster, wasn't it, over the course of the four days? Um, seemed that well halfway he was um, in a great position, save for Ryan Fox coming through and giving him a bit of a scare. Um, even better position at the end of the third day um, until he bogeyed the last, which um, you know, one of my pet hates or the pet hate I expect it is of uh, golf betting is my players bogeying or double bogeying the final hole of a day. It just really winds me up. So uh, to see him make a six on the final hole and take what could have been a five-shot lead into the final day down to a three-shot lead made it a little less comfortable. Um, back to a five-shot lead early on during the course of the final round and then got, got pulled all the way back, didn't he? So, um, he was in a tie for the lead with two or three holes to go. Um, and then the miracle on the uh, on the playoff hole. I mean, that, the final putt was 45, 50 feet, somewhere in that kind of bracket after making a mess of the chip. Um, and <laughs> barely staying out of the water as well on the uh, on the On the, way to, on the approach. Oh, man. Well,
0: yeah. He almost went in the water on the approach both sides of the green. <laughs> he did, yeah. It was yeah. cracking, yeah
2: you know, you've got to take your chances and uh, in a way and, and listen it's fantastic to get uh, get a win 60 to 1 um really really pleased with that um that uh, pablo Larathabel got a place and he mm-hmm. finished um eagle birdie birdie now i moan and groan about how sundays go for me sometimes and um that was the polar opposite of um what's happened so far this year so i'll take all of it i just really hope i've not used up all of my luck in one fell swoop because um, that could have easily gone completely the other way on sunday pablo could have missed out halton could have lost the playoff um quite easily lost the playoff and uh, it could be completely different but yes let's take it take it and uh, move on and hope we can get some more of the same this week and moving forwards
1: it shows how I'm much that- you are are a beaten person or a beaten man when it comes to golf betting? That like your first instinct is to go straight to negativity, thinking the pain <laughs> is going to come back immediately. There's no <laughs> celebrating the sunshine or anything. It's just like, "That's I better go buy three more umbrellas for when it rains." Yeah.
2: The briefest uh, ray of sunshine, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, like an Irish <laughs> summer. <laughs>
2: but now you've I'm got some,
1: I- be showing signs, though. How
0: uh, yeah. this year, twelfth at Sony. There was, a, there was a couple of, uh, a third and a sixth on the DP World Tour, um, and we were saying pre-show that he'd um, been as high as mid-30s in the world in 2018, mm. Oh, yes. and there was that total and utter collapse. His yes. whole game just disintegrated.
2: Couldn't, couldn't keep the ball on the planet, and uh, I think I described it as such in my preview last week. It was... Um, You know, he couldn't find a fairway, he couldn't hit a green. It was a horrible combination um, until he got to the Dunhill Links last year, where um, something had clicked, whether it was something in his setup, something that he'd been working on the range, I don't know. But his tee to green and approach game was materially different. Um, And he's pushed on since then. And, you know, we all saw the outpouring of emotion at the end of that. that tournament last week, and quite rightly so. You know, I've seen some people moaning and groaning about it, but you know, the guy's just won his first event for over four years, and it's a massive thing for him. Um, I've a qu- to him. I
1: have a question. I don't know the answer to it, but is it is it more difficult to get that comeback win after you, your game has gone to the complete dogs, or to get your first win? Mm. Because when you're coming when you're comeback win, you're dealing with all the scar tissue. It's, um, if anybody has any ideas on that, like tweet us. But um, yeah, it just seems like these comeback wins mean so much more than just the, the first win that these guys get.
2: Yeah, I think it's for them. It must be like validation and justification of the work that they've put in again to try to return to to where they were. Remember Henrik Stenson back in the day? He went completely off the boil, didn't he? And then mm. slowly mm. and surely came back. And um, he's coming some, back. Yeah, Stenson and again, He's going yeah.
0: slowly in there.
2: Perhaps, perhaps there's another resurgence from Stenson having, uh, you know, mm. come back. Won his major, gone off the boil again. I, I don't know how, how many comebacks have you got in your career. It's only a, a finite number of years you can reasonably do it. But, um, but yeah, it's yeah. You know, Tong's not old. Is was he 25, 26? He's mid twenties. He's, he's certainly got enough time left to. Uh, to push on from here, but yeah, we say this about all the all the all the players. You you see a player win, you see a player win in different fashions, and expect them to go and push on and win more titles, and it doesn't always work like that. It's um it's a fickle old game that we uh, choose to play in this.
0: We had that surrounded really. You had Lee, you had Llozabell with his amazing finish. I had Ryan Fox, so I I I thought it was guaranteed that Thomas Peters would win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it looked,
2: uh, no, it looked inevitable.
0: No, cha- yeah, it does. was good, Paul. Well done, mate. Cheers. Much needed. You'll go. You'll go on a run now.
2: Yeah, hopefully that's the way it often works, isn't it? You kind of build a bit of confidence up from something that's um, hmm. something like that, and uh, you can you nail a few winners in the space of a few weeks. Um, let's hope that's the case.
1: I'd, I'd love to see your post-win interview, Paul. See if you're dropping as many f-bombs as How <laughs> on. It's been uh, so yeah. long, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, there was plenty of bleak Monday mornings. <laughs> yeah, so,
2: yeah. It, it, the, the air was fairly blue on that uh, first playoff hole until he nailed the putt. I must say. <laughs> yeah. Traverse. Travelers
0: Championship. We had Xander Schauffele win. Another comeback victory, or solo victory. We know he won with Cantley a few months ago. Um, won it quite comfortably, him Um Held off Sahith Tigala. That guy is a talent. It was almost, it was almost um, kind of, Sahith's performance on the final green was similar to that of How Tongs to a certain extent. He all seemed to, the. he's going to be a some player, this Tequila guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the learning curve, isn't it? And yeah. again, he's going to be massively disappointed for the way that final hole went, um, as you as you would be from uh, the scenario that he found himself in. But um, he should learn and grow and develop and, um, and put it put it down to experience and, and move on. Um, might sting for a little bit, I'm sure it will. But, um, but yeah, part of, part of the process.
0: I've got a fee. Th- I've got a theory with Sir Heath. He's gonna win in the next couple of weeks on one of these absolutely awful PGA tour events. Yeah, yes. He's gonna been... win about he's gonna do a Colin Morikawa or a Victor Hovland. There was yeah. one last year, I can't the name doesn't come to my mind. Oh, Seamus sorry, Power. Yeah, yeah, what, he's gonna win one at right 11, 12 to 1. I was just about to say it'll be twelves or sixteen to one. Yeah, and you know what? I am not gonna sit there and go, no, no, no. I'm going to actually just... I, I might even just be as blatant as 10 points or five points each way. Saheed Tagala off 10 points to win. Just get it done. There you go. There's, there's my tips of the week. Tagala wins. <laughs> just lap it all up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. we'll wait and see, Steve. I'm sure you'll have a, a few fancies a little bit further down. But um...
0: He's... he's he, I don't know. I mean, I, I've no idea. I, I don't know if he's... He might even be flying over to the Scottish Open. I don't think that'd make a lot of sense, though. I, I don't think he's in the open field. Might be wrong. He might be in the open field after this week because there's three spots going to, in John Deere Classic, for the highest finishers.
2: He is playing the Scottish Open.
0: He is. Mm. There you go, then. So he's not winning at 12-1, to the Barber Soul
1: Championship. Cool. It'd be a couple, a couple of weeks' time. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, according to the according to this, he's on the list
0: of players. Strokes going to green last week. Luke List, incredibly, fourteen point two, ranked number one. He was, I think, one hundred and fifty third out of one hundred and fifty four for patting. But that, that's crazy with Luke Lee. And I, I, I It was crazy for me. I had Power thirteenth, Bradley thirteenth, Scotty Scheffler 9th. And Brendan Steele gained 11 and a half strokes from tee to Green. None of them could putt. They were all putting. They couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo with a putter. So I got absolutely nothing for the win. So there you go. Xander, eighth for Tea to Green. I think he was in the top. Uh, let's have a quick look before I quote a bad number. He was in the top four for putting. Him, Kisner, Jonas Blixt, Adam Long, and this Michael Tior Bjornsson. He gained almost 10 strokes with the putter last week in Hartford. Yeah. Incredible.
2: Talking Tior Bjornsson, I saw a bet slip on our Facebook group of one of the guys on there who backed him each way at 2,000 to 1. uh, Wow. yeah. Yeah. Got a 500 to 1 each way return out of that with uh, wow. Court of the Odds. That that's a bet. Ex- <laughs> that's some going, so congratulations for that.
0: Um, really good. The old odds compiler. Was it Bet365? Uh, it was, yeah, for the Court of the he Odds. He must yeah. have been looking at that. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there terrible. is some extreme talent out there at the moment. Mm. Some really talented guys. Right. Let's move on to this week because it's a packed show. Uh, we're not covering the live event, but there is a live event in Portland. Uh, the field these days seems to be a little bit better. It's growing already. DJ, Louis, Brooks, Kepka, Ansa, Gooch, DeChambeau, Garcia, Nareed, Pat Perez, for some strange reason. Charles Svartzel, Horsefield. So that, that field's starting to strengthen up. And there's constant rumours and more people going across. Um, it's over in Portland, so I would assume that they're Poana Green. So if there was one person I'd be backing, that's probably Dustin Johnson. There is a smidgen of 7-1 to one out there with Bet365 at the moment. As we know, the most winniest Poana player since two, you know since my record start on Poana or Bent Poana. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely loves it.
2: He can putt on power, that is much.
0: But we are going to start the show with Barry's favourite event, even though he's not attending. The Horizon Irish Open. I'm going to start you off with 10-bet. We're going to talk about some of the prices that they've got this week on the Irish Open. They are offering standout prices on popular players with market-leading odds, which you can take each way, five places each way. I caught the odds. Now, as we record this podcast, they are offering market best. You will not get better prices anywhere. On twenty-eight to one, Jordan Smith; forty-five to one on Romain Langask. fifty to one on Thomas Dietrich. We've got sixty-six to one on Johannes Veerman. And once you get into the eighties and the hundreds, there's quite a few players there. Top price. With 10 bet. Over on the John Deere Classic, I'm seeing Brendan Todd. He's on my post-it note, never to back, 35 to 1. Jason Day at 35 to 1. Nick Hardy, very informed, 40 to 1. And last week's hero, JT The Postman Poston, 55 to 1 with 10 bets. New 10 customers get a 50% welcome bonus up to £50 when signing up through Golf Betting System. You can find details about their new customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer, plus T's and C's in this podcast description. Support the show. Your 10 again, outstanding prices. We're coming up to the Open Championship. I think it'd be a good idea just to have a funded account on board because some of the prices they offer are incredible each and every week. Right. Horizon an Irish open, Paul. Take it away for us.
2: Yeah, just, just well, quickly on a couple of points. Um, on the 10 bet point, your point about um, having it fully funded in the morning on the Monday is absolutely right because the, the prices tend to be at their most outlandish um, as soon as the markets come up on a Monday. Um, I'll qualify that a little bit further um, when I go through my, pre, uh, my, my selections at the end. Um, the other point... Um, I know you lambasting Barry about not going to the Irish Open. He is going to the JP McManus Pro-Am next week, um, which is absolutely stacked, Barry, isn't it? You've got. Some, I am. I,
1: I am so jealous. It's it's, it's like a, like a mini major. The field is so strong. Mm. It's, it's it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, Tiger's there apparently, isn't he? And then you've got a, a whole host of um, players who, yeah, would, as you said, be more befitting of a. Uh, Major championship than a uh, than a pro am.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 we've had these tickets for three years, so it's kind of uh, <laughs> it's almost like built up too much in my head, but it, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an incredible thing. So yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, can't do too much. It's two days as well. So that's why I kind of bowed out of uh, going down to the Irish Open.
2: Yeah. Plus, no, plus, you're there for both
1: days, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You'll have to give us a full debrief when you're. Next on the pod afterwards, Barry.
0: Just listen to this. McElroy, John Rahm, Scheffler, Thomas, Cantley Spieth. DJs coming from Portland on Sunday, apparently, to play that J.P. Mamanis thing in Ireland. I think there might be some jet lag there. Morikawa, Sam Burns, Shane Lowry, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Brooks Koepka. And the list just goes on and mm. on and on. Incredible. Tiger Woods
2: 40-1. Mad. Anyway, let's talk about the um, Horizon Irish Open. And we've got the lead up to the Open Championship. It starts in earnest this week, really, doesn't it, with the Irish Open? Um, we head to the Renaissance Club next week for the Scottish Open, which is a little bit a lot more linksy. Um, um, but yeah, before we get to that point, we've got, uh, we've got this week to attend or contend with... Um, there's a bit more happening with the Open this week, actually, worth noting. Three players in the top 10 here who finish in the top 10 who aren't already qualified for the Open will get a, a starting spot in the Open Championship this year. There's also final qualifying happening today on Tuesday here in the UK across four different locations. These are all 36 whole affairs, and there are some players who are in this week's field in the Irish Open who are playing at some of the various locations uh, today uh, so well worth knowing because some of these guys if they do get through 36 holes have then got a jet straight back over to to Ireland to play the Irish Open so um, a bit of extra golf whether that's um, good or bad and um, uh, remains to be seen but the likes of um, Aaron Rice, the most notable player that I spotted who's playing uh, one of the qualifiers today. Andy Sullivan's playing as well. And There's quite a few others, so do check out the Open Championship website if you want a full list of uh, the players that are in attendance at the various locations, uh, Fairmont St Andrews and uh, St Anne's and Prince's are uh, amongst the uh, locations that are being played today. Anyway, back to the, back to the here and now then. Um, And as per last year, um, we've not quite got the links swing. We've got this um, Parkland set up at Mount Juliet. Um, So Renaissance Club next week, that might be a little bit more um, relevant, I guess, in respect to the Open Championship. But that's not to take anything away from this week because Mount Juliet is a fantastic course. And um, in terms of the field, probably not the best. Um, Certainly, we've seen stronger fields over the years. Shane Lowry is the favourite this, this week, 9-1. to one. Seamus Powers coming over to play on the uh, DP World Tour, which is a welcome addition, 16-1. Thomas Peters, 18s, from his, um, fresh from his playoff defeat last week. Till Hatton, 20-1. to one. Um, Then we've got the likes of Ryan Fox, 22s. Jordan Smith, 25-1. to one. Aaron Rye have just mentioned... And playing today in the qualifiers, 30 to 1. Um, he's been quite heavily backed as well, so um, perhaps there's some logic in there, I'm not quite sure. Um, Lucas Herbert, 35 to 1, defending champion. Uh, Adrian Moronk, the same price, 35s, 40 to 1, bar that list of eight or nine players I've just read through. Boyle Sports, um, they're going a huge 11 places each way, a fifth of the odds this week. That is the standout each way. Mm terms this week on the irish open um so do check out their prices and um, we've got all of their lo- uh, the latest uh, new account offers on my preview so flick through that take a yeah. look make sure that you check their prices before you place a bet because if you're getting six or eight places and you could have got the same price at 11 then um it's a no-brainer isn't it um Mount Juliet then, hosted the Irish Open back in the mid-90s. Nick Faldo, Bernard Langer, Sam Torrance, winners here, all at 11-under to 13-under. Bit of a gap then, 2002 and 2004, it also hosted the WGC American Express. Now that was won by Tiger Woods at 25-under, so a material difference there in terms of the um, winning total. Ernie also won 18-under par, so we've got quite a variation in, in the winning totals last year hosted the event here as well lucas herbert won at 19 under so it's clear that the uh, setup or it's clear that the conditions of that particular week are going to impact how difficult the uh, the course plays in terms of its setup it's a 7264 yard par 72 it's a jack nicholas design it's parkland in style it's tree lined, but it's fairly generous off the tee um, you've got water in play on half the holes top quality bentgrass greens they're relatively quick by by european standards at least 12 on the stimp um, if it's particularly dry they can get a little bit quicker than that but i expect it to be in somewhere in the maybe 11 to 12 bracket this week given the uh, conditions and actually it's raining today um so it should get some rain again tomorrow after that it should be relatively dry um, unless you've got a better forecast than the, the one I've seen Barry but that's kind of how it implies to
1: me still tell- waiting for a real summer to arrive here yeah? it's a bit the <laughs> last couple of weeks have just been a bit meh not cold yeah. just just so changeable sad so yeah but it looks like it looks like heading towards the weekend things might start to settle down a bit and the wind is a real factor I think you need to uh, look at when it comes to Mount Julius, like you Bring a little bit of wind up, and that place is going to just play havoc with your head. Uh, but if it's if it's only a few miles an hour, maybe one club, then yeah, the guys can get out there and score. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, I can't. You can kind of see that from the scoring, can't you? So as I going mm. back to the um, to the mid nineties, it was kind of that ten to twelve, that that low mid score kind of bracket. Yet yeah, Tiger Woods has won there at twenty five under. That must have been a particularly soft yet calm week. So yeah I again looking at the forecast it looks like it's quite heavy rain today a bit of rain tomorrow it should be soft for the start of the quarter, start of the event at least i think after that it does look relatively dry um, cloudy in the main temperatures around the mid 60s fahrenheit Friday looks the windiest day, 10 to 15 miles an hour. I expect it to be gusting um, in in excess of that. So I'd expect Friday to be a fairly tricky day. Um, Thursday's just behind that in terms of the wind speeds. Over the weekend, it does look like it calms down a little bit. So um, it should be a little bit more scorable. But um, I certainly don't see it getting up into the 25 under bracket. I'd imagine it will be mid-score, mid-teens at best. Um, so it's a fairly challenging, particularly with four par fives that are scoreable. It it, I think the rest of the course will will present some some challenges to the players, um, which is which is good to see, particularly in the run up to the Open Championship. Uh, just to give you a, fl- I mean this this court this event does hop about, so um, the, the locations of these wins are, are vary. But uh, just to give you a flavour of some of the winners and prizes from the recent years, 2010 Ross finished, Fisher won at twenty to one. Um, uh, Simon Dyson won the year after 25s. Jamie Donaldson was 66-1 when he won in 2012. Paul Casey, 50-1. Mikko Ilonen 80-1 in 2014. Soren Kjeldsen's the longest price of recent winners, 150-1 he won in 2015. Then some shorter prices. Rory won in four, uh, at 4-1 in 2016. John Ryan was 14s the following year. Uh, Russell Knox came over and won at 28 in 2018. John Rahm again, eight to one. Uh, then John Catlin won in twenty twenty at uh, Galgorm Castle, forty to one. Lucas Herbert was thirty three to one here last year when he won um, here at Mount Juliet. And if you look at uh, the way that uh, Herbert got over the line, and um, his, his short game really, I mean, you kind of get that from Lucas Herbert anyway. But um, if you look at his stats. Traditional stats, he was 35th for accuracy, 34th for greens and regulations, the middle of the pack from the players that made the made the weekend. 15th for scrambling, 5th for putting. So it was all from kind of the uh, uh, on and around the greens that got the job done. And if you look back again at Ernie Els, again, we've only got traditional stats for the older events. Els was 1st for putting average, 1st for scrambling when he won in 2004. Tiger was 6th for putting average and 1st for scrambling again in 2002 so the, whichever year the way that the course is set up it has still tended to um, appeal to the players who've had or, or tend to, this bit tended to be the players who've performed best on and around the greens that have got over the line overall um, in terms of strokes game the only thing to really pick out from Herbert was the fact that he was fifth for strokes game putting last year so again that kind of ties in with the stats that I just said and Herbert came in with a couple of top 20s in the PGA Tour in his previous two starts. He could have made a case for him on the basis that he was dropping down a level. If you look at the incoming form of the winners over the last uh, 10 or 12 years of the Irish Open, generally, they've all been a reasonably good form. In fact, if you go back prior to uh, Lucas Herbert, the previous four Irish Open championships or Open champion winners all had a top 10 on their last start. So some incoming forms, good. Course form. Well, realistically, we've only got last year for the bulk of the field, so you could infer some of that. But you've also got to factor in how players were playing at that point in the time last year, and um, yeah, a single year's worth of data in that respect probably isn't the most um, tangible to go from. So, I, I've looked at it, but I've not, I've not been, um, you know, I've, I've not gone all in on players that uh, had to have played well last year. So. Um that's kind of led led me down to a, a team of five altogether. Um looked at the top of the market. I, c- I can leave Larry alone at the single digit odds that he's been quoted at. He's still not won since the opening twenty nineteen. Yeah, I've got no doubt that he's got the short game to to compete here, but is the putter there? That's really the question that I'd ask myself and I've not seen enough with the putter recently to suggest that he's going to get over the line. Um yeah, he could do it let's, 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 let's not beat around the bush he's the favourite and he's quite rightly the favourite but um, he's going to have to putt pe- pe- better than his baseline's been for the last few months I think to to get over the line here this week Seamus Power I really did deliberate as to whether just to go win only top of the market Seamus Power and um, you know with some longer prices but I I, it does concern me there's a couple of things that concern me he's played this event three times over the years miscut 63rd 60th so he's had no better finish than 60th he's a far far better player than the last time he teed it up here and i i understand that um looking at how he's performed in the majors recently what well, was in ninth and twelfth at the the pga and the the us open his focus really has got to be the open championship in a couple of weeks time and i wonder if he's really this is just part of his build up he's come home He'll play the Irish Open. He'll spend some time with friends and family, probably stick a few Guinnesses down his neck, um, and will he go all out to win this title? If if it's one of his own personal ambitions to to win the Irish Open and he's massively focused, then the price at the stair, which you can get a sixteen to one about him at the moment, could be, you know, it could be a good price. But oh, I don't know. I just couldn't go there personally. Really, really struggled. Um, I started my team this week with Ryan Fox, 22-1. to 1. And Ryan Fox, I know you were on him last week, Stephen, and, and, you know, save for... Um, he made a triple, triple bogey on one of the par threes on Saturday um, when he was right in the mix as well. Pulled himself back to, to parity with two or three holes to go and then just couldn't quite push on towards the end. But he's seemingly in contention every single week on the DP World Tour. If you'd strip out the majors... This is his seven-event form on the um, DP World Tour. First at uh, Razel Khymer, fifteenth, ninth, eighth, second, second, third, and he could easily have won two or three of those events as well. You know, on, on another week and another Sunday, um, he could easily have got over the line on two or three of those. So he, he, he could be staring at an even better form line at the moment. Uh, open was sixty-six and sixty-four last week. He was the closest to Hao Tong Li at the halfway point. Uh, just reading on his social media, it didn't feel great over the weekend. Um, felt felt a bit under the weather. Um, he got that treble on Saturday, as I said, and um, you know had all, every chance in the world with a couple of holes to go. He made a couple of birdies coming home, but couldn't quite do it. If you look at his stats for last week, seventh for strokes going off the tee, fifth for tee to green, sixth for strokes going putting, first for strokes going around the green. That's a fantastic combination of, uh, of stats. The one that really gets me, though, and the reason that I backed him, um, if you look at last year, the top eight finishers, they averaged very close to 11 under par for the par fives. You've got to score on the par fives here. And uh, and if you can make your scores on the par fives and, uh, and, and just make no disasters on the rest of the course, then you can find yourself in contention. He led the field by a long stretch last week. He was 17 under par for the par 5s last week. That is 17 <laughs> under. <Jeez. laughs> absolutely. That wow. that is a huge number and if he's absolutely butchering the par 5s this week, he will find himself in contention again. If it is soft and um, particularly at the start of the event with the, with the, the the forecast would suggest that that's what we should see. A longer course is how it will play to begin with. Absolutely spot on for Ryan Fox. So, uh, twenty-two to one each way. I couldn't see any reason not to back him with eight places each way. Um, with William Hill, I took him with.
0: He's so got it's... a genuine chance. I mentioned this last week. He's got a genuine chance of President's Cup this year. Mm. He's, he's he jumped two spots last week. He's now sixteenth in qualification. He just plays on the DP World Tour. No, no PGA Tour.
2: No, no.
0: He's got Lahiri Leishman, who's in terrible nick. Eric Van Ruen, who's in terrible nick, and then Adam Hadwin is the twelfth member of the team at the moment. Bearing mm. in mind that I think they'll take the top eight, I think it is. I don't know. But it's based on world rankings. Yep. Well, uh, so he, he's there, or he's fringy. So if he can keep playing crazily good golf, he could play himself into a Presidents Cup captain's pick. Put it that way.
2: It's. Um... You can't dispute how well he's playing. He's just churning out contending performance after contending performance. Mm. And you keep putting yourself in position with a couple of holes to go and the door will open. And, you know, he's already got that win at uh Razzle early in the year, quite reasonably. Could have got another one, another two and may well push on and get another one, another two this season. And as you say, if he's focused on that President's Cup um, spot, then uh, you know it may act as that extra bit of motivation for him yeah, I, I couldn't see any reason not to not to back him really. And um, also backed Adrian House at fifty to one. I was surprised at the price for Adrian
0: House. Wow, I say Yeah, that's a good price for him.
2: Yeah, for for a player in, in this field, and you take take the top two away, and it's you know okay, you have got Tyrrell Hatton in there, and but yeah, other than that, it's it's not much better than a bog standard uh, DP World Tour event. So 50 to 1 about a player who, again, has been playing some great stuff um, was surprising for me. And he finally got that monkey off his back at the PGA Catalonia Resort um, a few weeks back. I'm expecting him to push on from there. I'm expecting him to rack up some more... um, some more some more wins in the, in the in the short to medium term he tends to do his best work on these kind of tree line parkland style tracks and um, so this should should really suit him again this week at uh mount julia now he missed the cut of the us open last time out maybe that's the reason for his price i mean i, I don't think you can really mark him down massively that with for that but prior to that there's enough to to, to give him a chance here this week Massive improver with the putter as well. We've talked about it before, but these stats um, don't tell a lie. 2020, he was 133rd, sorry, 143rd on tour for strokes game putting. Last year, sixth, massive improvement, 143rd to sixth. This year for the season to date, he's 21st for strokes game putting. I think that you will need to putt well this week. Last year, when he played here. He was 56th overall. He wasn't in the greatest of Nick. He led the field here for strokes game putting, even though he finished way down the field. And there's also been some hints of his long game starting to come back. And you know, go back to the start of his career, that's what he was all about. It was all strokes going off the tee, strokes going tee to green. Um, that's kind of dropped away as his putting has um, improved. But... If you look at some of his recent performances particularly at the US PGA Championship he finished 30th overall top 10 for both both strokes gain off the tee and strokes gained tee to green you combine those kind of numbers here this week with um, the putting performance that he can do and the putting performance that he produced last year here on these greens and um, I think he'll go very very close at 50s um Three longer prices to complement those two. Max Keith rub back to 125-1, to one, eight places each way. Um, I don't think it'll be a birdie fest, as we've discussed. I think anything a little bit trickier suits the German. He's still looking for his first um, DP World Tour win, but he's got a couple of playoff defeats. He's come very close in the past. Um, most recently, he was in Austria last year when he eventually lost out to John Catlin. And um yeah, we were the right side of that playoff, which was good to see, but uh, Kiefer had his chances in that playoff. He could easily have won that as well. Uh, I think again another player who will go over the line at some point. He's been strokes gained positive, positive with his putter and his last two outings. um fifth of strokes gain around the green in Sweden, a couple of weeks back, he was seventh overall, third full strokes gain approached last week in Germany, twenty sixth overall. I think overall he's in far better form than when he came here last year. He finished 39th last year. I think he's in much better nick with all aspects of his game at the moment and he can massively improve on that 125. Um, Same price. I've also backed Brandon Stone, same terms, eight places each way. Now Stone, former Rolex Series winner um, back at the Scottish Open in 2018, he's far better than most, in in terms of his um, CV, he's got far better CV than most he can claim. Um, I'm also keeping an eye on these South Africans after, after you know, some of his compatriots mopped up all of the cash at that first live event. I, I guess the players, the, the South Africans that aren't on the live um, may have something to prove over the next few weeks to, to show you know, that they're capable enough to uh, compete with their now mega rich buddies. Um, fifth recently, at the Porsche European Open. And that was his first top ten for over a year. So perhaps that's already started to galvanise him in terms of his, the, the way that he's playing. Um, he was top ten for strokes gained tee to green and around the green that game, oh, that, that week rather. Fifteenth last week achieved it in very much similar fashion, really around the green and top ten in terms of strokes gained T to green. Before that, fourth for strokes gained putting at the Belfry. Interesting when you see a little spark of putting form from Brandon Stone. Because um, that's generally all that he needs to to really compete. So again, I couldn't resist the price one hundred and twenty-five to one with eight places. Now, finally, um, and just going back to the um, point I alluded to with Tembet early on, I've also backed Dan Housing at um, well, it's currently two hundred and fifty to one. So you can get right now two hundred and fifty to one Dan Housing, um, and I think that's a that's a decent price for a player that I'll make a case for in a second. He opened yesterday at six hundred to one with Tembet early in the morning, and it got gradually eroded away as people spotted that price and thought that was absolute madness. Um, generally now 250 to 1, but um, I certainly wouldn't put you off at that price if you um, if you fancy backing him. Now, as a Dutchman, he's not as well-known as some of his compatriots, Joost Lout and Will Bessling, um, but if you look through his CV, six pro titles to his name over the years, three of those came at Challenge Tour level, and now two of those actually came in the island of Ireland. Going back to 2013, he won at Galgorm Castle on the Challenge Tour. Um, he won last year at the Irish Challenge at Port Marnock as well. So some Irish form, both north and south of the border. I guess in terms of relevance, Galgorum is more relevant in terms of the course. Um, he's also got a couple of further top tens there. He was also 14th there at the Irish Open back in 2020, the one that John Catlin won. So some good form in terms of Galgorm. And... Um, Recently, More recently, 10th at the Porsche European Open. That was his best DP World Tour career result so far. Last week, he was third heading into the weekend. He opened the 63-69 last week. He was third into the weekend, dropped away a bit over the weekend. Um, but there's certainly signs that he's starting to get to grips with the uh, DP World Tour top level. And at those prices, I really couldn't resist taking an each way punt him. He could well sneak into a into a place. Now I took him with ten bets, so I've only got five places. You can get longer now, though, if, if you were happy to take the two hundred and fifty to one each way. Um, but um, yeah, either way, I think there's a there's a sniff of a chance for a Dan Housing uh, uh, top finish this week. So there are my five Dan Housing um, two fifty to one now. Brandon Stone one hundred and twenty five to one. Max Kiefer, one hundred and twenty five to one. Adrian House fifty to one, and Ryan Fox at twenty two to one. You got any fancies, Barry? You on Seamus?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't think so. It's am sure, isn't it? I know. Yeah, I, I'm back. I just jumping off Seamus, like he. She, I mean, he could win. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I'd be more inclined to back Shane if I was going to go for an on-the-nose bet. Um, like we've just said, like it seems like Shane has to pop for a win soon. Uh, yeah. It just hasn't quite happened, but this could very easily be the week. Yeah, it's just so. got to
2: find the patter, isn't he?
1: It's, I mean, it's not just a difference most weeks. Like just <laughs> yeah, balls, ball, ball strike the hell out I've, of it. I've isn't? got
0: a putting contest this week at the John Deere Classic. You're trying to work <laughs> out who's going to putt well and who isn't. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: exactly. Who's it's like mess? throwing jelly at a wall, isn't it? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to leave the two boys alone. Uh, if they win, Amazing. But I just it's, I have such unpredictability on the European Tour, the DP World Tour. I'd rather just go and grab a few longer price lads with extra places and see can I land one of those, and that should their place payout should equal or be better than the win only on one of the boys if they do win. So yep. that's kind of where I am at.
0: I'm just looking back here. 2007, Padraig Harrington won the Irish Open. Yeah. And that was the only time he won it. And then you've got Shane Lowry winning it as an amateur in 2009. They're the only Irish wins at the home open, going way back to John O'Leary in 82. So it's clearly a difficult thing for the home contingent to do. And you're backing them at nines and fourteens. hmm mm. Don't yeah, but it's not. It doesn't, say, it doesn't. It doesn't feel an easy bet to make. That
2: does it? No, no I I I did go all around. Well, particularly with Seamus, I went around the houses because I I I I could have just backed him on the nose. There was an eighteen to one price dangled earlier on from Unibet, which eighteen to one. I don't know. I don't know if I could have still pulled the trigger there, but you know he's mm. he's good enough to he's he, he's a good enough player to take that price and be comfortable that you've made a made a bet that win or lose, um you know the, the, it it was worth making. But um, mm. yeah, now generally if you want the extra or you want each way places, you're looking closer to what 11, 12 to one, something like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough ask, isn't it? Have hmm. you backed any Barry, or are you still pondering?
1: Uh, I've, I've had a couple of bets yeah um, the first one I started from the bottom I went very deep down uh, looking at last year's Hang on. He's, he's had a tired time this year uh, but a ray of hope last week with a made cut he finished second in the Irish Open last year uh, Rickard Carlberg just mm. seems to have a good record here in Ireland so uh, he was at bananas odds and I just took the maximum places So I started there, and we've moved our way up. Um, I've backed Marcel Schneider.
2: Yep. Yeah, He's been really consistent recently, hasn't he? A
1: lot lot of good results recently. Uh, Two missed cuts amongst these, but 13th, 7th, 4th, 5th, and 15th. Um, First time over here playing the Irish Open, so see how he gets on. But uh, I just looked a little bit deeper. After seeing such incoming form, I looked a little bit deeper, and his... um, Greens and rag got better every day last week, so I uh, hope mm. that tre- hope he was just finding something and locking it in, and that kind of has held true. Like I think if you can tee the green your way around here, um, in Mount Juliet, you don't need to be putting the lights out, and you also save yourself all, like, some awkward stuff. Like, the greens have a bit of slope to them, uh, and coupled with the speeds, just uh, it's just going to make uh, scrambling a little bit of a challenge. So. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where, how I landed on Schneider. Um, Steve, do you have any, or do you want me to jump into the last?
0: Um, I don't mind Fox. Um, I also don't mind Aaron Wright, because you look at Russell Knox, someone like that. Even Lucas Herbert last year, those two top 20s, is a huge drop from PGA down to DP World. And he's been bang he's been hitting the ball very, very typically Aaron Rye in the States, clearly negative on the putting. If he can have a if he can have just a neutral or slightly better than neutral putting week, Aaron Rye, with his two gloves. I, I cannot see him not being a factor.
2: That yeah. double
0: negative. He has to be a factor if he can actually putt neutrally.
2: Yeah, it was, it was this...
0: And he was second here, wasn't he? won the Scottish Open back in COVID 2020. Mm. Yeah. He's a logical pick. I managed to get him at 33s yesterday.
2: Yeah, and he has been well backed. It's the, the question mark I had was this Open Championship qualifying that he's playing in today. Mm. And, you know, he's a young, fit bloke. He, you know, can he can handle 36 holes and then go... And, Get himself ready for Thursday, I'm sure. Um,
0: where is the qualify in in England? Is it all? Or-
2: yeah, I think he's playing at the uh, Fairmont St. Andrews from memory. But uh, yeah, okay. Most-
0: so he'll then fly over. So he won't be touching down in Ireland till Wednesday morning, earliest, no. or, or, or or Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, assuming he stays the course, of course. A lot of these players, if they find themselves in a position where they're not going to qualify, they just WD and get themselves back on there.
0: Yeah, but collection. he's gonna play. He's gonna play the pro am. That's his lot, isn't it? Straight in. Yeah. Yep. That is that is a negative. But mm. Mm. so they're
1: the two I take at the top.
2: What's your other One Barry.
1: Uh, I went for the other Dutchman, Will basseling' i oh, sorry, he's not mm. the only other one, but yeah, I took Will Bastling. And just looking at, compared to Houtsing, like the their recent form, there's not an awful lot between them. But Houtsing's price is. Double, triple. I did manage to get battling at um, eighty to one with extended places, so it was kind of nice.
2: Yep. yep. Hits the ball, is-
1: hits the ball a long, long way. That could, that can help him around here, going in with a lot of wedges.
2: Yeah, I think so, and I think it will it, play relatively long, at least on Thursday and Friday. I think, and um, yeah, a, a little bit of a, a little bit of mumbo from off the tee won't won't hurt at all. I don't think.
0: Mm. That kind of fits into Andre um Remit, doesn't it? I, that price you got on him is crazy. I, I don't really understand that.
2: No, I, I, uh, there was there was no way I could say no to 50's no. one for Holes.
0: No no, that's a great price. Should be a good tournament then. Should we go on yeah. to the John Deere Classic? Yep, yeah, looking forward to it. The uh, I call the American Express, the Bob Hope Lottery, the John Deere Classic. Well, you, you're in the same kind of boat, really. A pretty nondescript par seventy to one in uh, Sylvie, Illinois. The field here is always weak this year. I, I can't remember a weaker one. Uh, just as we were going live with our tips, Daniel Berger decided to WD. Almost, um, that just happens all the time now in these weak events, doesn't it? The favourite seems to WD. It just kills the all For varying reasons in, in this golfing landscape. mm so then you have to change it. You have to pull out any reference to the favourite. It was all over your statistics. It was a bit of a shit show yesterday, really. But there well, you
2: go. What can you do?
0: That's, yeah. what, that's what you get, the John Deere Classic. Yeah. This is usually, of course, it's famous for the old... Uh, they, they all hop on a um, liner and fly straight across to the UK for the Open Championship. But yeah. with this revised PGA Tour schedule... In uh, oh, I'll tell you what I was going to ask you quickly, and some listeners I'm sure would be interesting to know. And I don't actually know the answer. What did Keith Pelly say last week about this live DP World Tour PGA Tour situation?
2: Yeah, and it was pretty much as we expected, really. In that the co sanctioned events with the PGA Tour, um, the live players won't be playing, and the players who went from the DP World Tour without permission were all fined 100,000. Mm, either euros or pounds 100, pounds, 100 grand either way.
1: Yeah.
2: So, so yes, they, they've had a slap on the wrist. I expect 100 grand in the context of what they've been paid for signing on with Liv is um, a drop in the ocean, really. Um, but, yes, it's a, kind of a reprimand rather than an outright ban. But you say
0: plane. co-sanctioned.
2: So if it's PGA Tour involved, then they can't play. Yeah
0: but they can still play dp world tour a championship at the end of the year they can still the moment, play st yeah. and no yep
2: yeah at the moment they can still it?
0: play st andrews for the yep. um the alfred yep. Dunhill, for example Absolutely. they can still play wentworth
2: yep at the moment oh, there's wow. no um, the, only, the only sanctions they've had um are is this fine to 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 slap them on the wrist for having done it without permission effectively
1: Th- this feels like the best way for the dp world tour to proceed is to sit on the fence as long as possible yeah. as long as they can because just to see how it all washes out because they don't want to pin their um you know they don't want to pin their hopes on one or the other and it, it be the one that fails like the, I think they need to go with whichever one looks to be the strongest at the end of this year to to kind of guarantee their survival yeah so sitting sitting in the middle right now and just handing out fines it's it seems non-committal but I really understand why they uh, they are not jumping one way or the other
2: yep yeah Yes, it's it's made a statement without making a a definitive commitment. yeah commitment to, to what the future will hold. So, yeah, it's still in a hold holding pattern, Steve. Effectively,
0: in a world where these live guys aren't getting any world ranking points, that would suggest the DP World Tour in the short term could be an avenue to try and bolster those points to keep you in mm. the top fifty kind of scenario. Yep. Mm.
2: Yeah, well, you saw 10 players last week who who came, who came played at Centurion, teed it up in Germany, and you've got a few again this week. It's um, It'll be on their minds, some of them, uh, particularly the ones that are fringy kind of top 50 or thereabouts who may see it as an opportunity to, to gather some points before they um, start losing them. But yeah, it's it's messy, isn't
0: it, simply? Very messy, yeah. I don't know how live and the said schedule works in terms of Wentworth. No, no, we'd have to look into that. I wouldn't have thought they'd want to go on the same weekend as a Wentworth, for example, just you know, just for sets of eyes and whatever. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if some of these. You would assume that these deep, these live guys, like a Patrick Reed, what's to stop him coming over to Wentworth because he he used to play it pretty much every year anyway. I don't know if he's still got Associated membership of the DB World 2 or however that works. Anyway, so it's getting us very away from the John Deere Classic. That's the trouble with this live; it kind of takes your mind away from the uh, the important stuff. Um, Seven thousand two hundred eighty nine yards this week, past seventy one. It's a DIY bring design uh 5500 square feet on average greens they feature L93 bent grass so we've moved away from poana which many of the players will be clapping around this week they don't you know, as we know lots of players do not get on well with um with the poana um, it's pretty nondescript. It's there for the taking, effectively. It's got wide fairways. I mean, just to to make you aware, TPC River Highlands last week at three hundred yard carry, twenty nine yards wide. This week, Deer Run, thirty six yards wide. So seven yards wider at three hundred yards carry. These fairways. So even the inaccurate can hit 65-70% of fairways this week. Um, The greens are pure bent grass. They are pure. So you always read, absolutely fantastic to putt on. Um, There's wind in the forecast Thursday, which is pretty rare for here. So I... I wouldn't expect one of those situations where... I mean, I'm just looking at the first-round leader um, stats here of previous um, previous years. And we've got eight under Hadley Munoz last year. Diaz in 2019, nine under. Wheatcroft in 2018, nine under. I don't think you're going to see scoring like that on Thursday. I think five, six under probably leads the field because it's, it's going to be blowing 20-25 and then it's gonna calm down, Um, it's gonna be dry, they're gonna make these fairways run out and they're gonna water the greens every day and it's gonna be lights out. Um, Glover won at 19 under last year, Fratelli 21 under, Michael Kim from nowhere and he won this and then disappeared off the face of the earth, 27 under. Deschambeau 18 under. So it's a proper resort scoring test. Uh, Ryan Moore 2022, 20, uh, 2016, rather, 22 under. So yeah, it's foot to the boards. If you're not birding one in three holes and keeping the bogus off the card, you're going nowhere. Cut line was 4 under last year, just to make the cut. A little angle I don't mind the look of, forget about Michael Kim. If if you found out Michael Kim at five hundred to one in twenty eighteen, well played. (laughs) But Lucas Glover one one five, Fratelli 133, DeChambeau 144, Those, those were their world golf rankings when they won here. So 115, 133, 144, three of the last four winners. And you can go back to Stricker and Spieth, but the field isn't like that anymore, Zach Johnson. You know, you actually had some half-decent players attending. Um, To put that into perspective, this year, now that Daniel Berger has gone, Webb Simpson, oh my God, is a 10-to-1 favourite with William Hill and Paddy Powell. He's
1: not exactly been tearing trees up, Webb Simpson, has he? Although he's percolating. No, but I had him notice down just to keep an eye on him and... I just don't want to back where at 10 to 1. I had him on my shortlist and I thought in my kind of naive way,
0: if I could get 20, something like that, I might be interested. But 10 to 1, no, you're right. Adam Hadwin, 14 to 1 with Skybet. That's a bloke that's won once in his PGA Tour career. It's not really turning me on. They're logical bets, aren't they? Because this is the kind of place where it's Ben grass, it's its lights out, they're in you know, Hadwin's in great Nick. Mm. Um I can see the logic, but at those yeah. prices. And then and then you're down to Sahith Tigala at twenty two to one, who's clearly the hot hand of the whole piece.
1: Maybe yeah. this is the value week to get Sahith. Steve, you know, we were talking about the 12-16s, but maybe this is the value week. Field's mm. not strong.
0: No, Field's not strong.
1: It's it's I think it boils down to what Paul
0: said. It's how he recovers from Sunday. Yeah. Now, some cool. of these youngsters, they could just brush it off their shoulders and crack on. So we'll see with Saheed. The only thing I say about Saheed as well, he's not the most naturally gifted of putters. I know people will be shouting down the microphone at me. Yeah, but Lucas Glover won this last year, Steve. I get that. But Lucas Glover, when you looked at his numbers, I think he'd been like positive for putting 10 of his last 12 outings or something silly like that last year. Put it this way. Coming into the event, he was ranking in the top 10 for strokes gained putting on my eight-week trackers. So he had been actually putting nicely. Tigala, he can be losing seven strokes one week and gaining one the next. He's that kind of putter. He doesn't... It doesn't feel a natural, a dead natural fit in terms of someone that's got a red hot putter this week. Yeah,
2: and he's got to bounce back from last week. And whichever way you look at it, it's going to take some toll. Um, and if he does, if he, if, if he does prove to just brush it off and instantly contend again, then that tells us an awful lot about, about the man and something that we can bank for future use. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced personally.
1: I think he'll be fine once he beats his caddy up and down the shed, the, the yard <laughs> the, yeah. that's uh, that's all I mean, as far as I'm concerned that's all caddy there he should be like boss you need to just chip outsidewards you still have a wedge in no matter what happens and your worst case scenario is bogey on that hole now yeah. he's got nightmares living with him and I mean, to 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 even to, to to eliminate those demons now or those nightmares, he's going to have to win this week just to get just to wash over it really quickly, and that's going to be difficult.
2: Yeah, at to do Carl Stanley.
1: Yeah, Hey, he could do it. I'd be, it'd be amazing to watch him do it. It's just it was so as, a, as we all know what it's like doing that because we're all idiot amateurs, and we kind of I can make this shot. But um yeah that was that was a really bad error to make on not just chipping out of the bunker
0: 55 to 1 Glover 90 to 1 Fratelli Fratelli 90 to 1 he was i think it was 140 something in the FedEx Cup that year he was he was 154 heading into this Fratelli so he was losing his it was his, Maiden PGA to a year. He was losing his status if he didn't do something. That kind of tallies in with one of my bets this year on Fratelli. He was a well-known DP World Tour winner, as we know. Good driver of the golf ball, streaky putter. And that's kind of where I'm at. Someone that can hit the ball a, a decent way, gain strokes off the tee. And I've read a lot of quotes here basically saying, if you can hit the ball... Positively hit plenty of fairways, get the ball down there, it then becomes just a pure putting contest. So I'm kind of in that space. Um we've also got uh forget about Michael Kim. Uh, Deshambo 50 to 1, Ryan Moore 25 to 1. Uh past seven renewals 93 to 1, overall average going all back to 2010, 66 to 1. So I'm fishing, I'm fishing in deep wars this way. The most logical player that I saw out of all of this, the one that fitted the stats, the one is it, you know, um it's a rarity, isn't it, to find well, it's a rarity in a field like this to find a guy that's a great driver and a decent, statistically strong putter. Someone that's consistent. Ish with the putter. The only guy I could find in this field that ticked both of those boxes was Patrick Rogers, and it scares me to death. (laughs) And I know that he's going to be the most back player of the week. And I know that his caddy and his agent and everyone's going to tell him and he's going to shoot 79 in the first round. But I could not resist. And I know he's on my post-it note of shame.
1: (laughs) Oh, but I just no. couldn't. I, you're, you're not this, selling uh, this, this to will, me, This
0: will go one of two ways, and we know which way it will go, but it will go one of two ways. He'll
1: either be absolutely abysmal or he'll get his first PGA to a victory this, this week. Steve, you're messing with forces far beyond your capabilities and powers. You're screwing with the post it note system. Yep. Has he, have you? Have you removed him off the post note, or have you just put a question mark? No, he's it? still there. He,
0: he's he's uh, sitting there
1: above Adam Scott and below Luke List. Now, Luke sit. List did win this year. He's
0: still I, on there with Emil, Emiliano Grillo. He's also there with Brendan Todd, who's in this field. I, I just can't <laughs> Todd. But this—the so thing is—you you, you have to look at these things, and you have to you have to think logically, and try and take away preconceived ideas. But Rogers and he's he's finished second here in the past, but he's a good putter in the hole main, and he can drive the ball. So I'm on him. So yeah, Miss Cut wins. Um, there's a he's gonna he's gonna be the tidal wave this week. It's just I saw it all on Twitter last night over from the, our friends in North America. they a
1: lot of them are going to be all over him like
0: a rash. It's not, quite likely.
1: Got- He's going to finish like double bogey, bogey to miss the places by one. Well, finish he might finish 13. double bogey, bogey to start. Barry, let, let, let's <laughs> cross that bridge. First. I mean, you're met, you're you're bringing imbalance to the markets by betting on him, but also leaving him on the post note. I, I, I'm afraid for what will happen. <laughs> I used Paul's fantastic strokes gained analysis.
0: Um, he's in this field at this course, third for off the tee, seventh for putting, tenth for strokes gained total. If I actually hadn't put him up, I mean, I'm ready for the I'm ready for the miscut, I'm ready for the tie fifty-fourth. But if I'd have not put him up and he'd have won, I'd have been jumping out the window. So he had to go in, Rogers. Mm. The one I really, really like. Not that I don't like Rogers, but Cam Davis. Second going into the weekend last week, fell away. A winner at the Rocket Mortgage last year. Similar kind of old styley course. Likes playing upstate. Likes playing in this Midwest area. Trending. Hits the ball a long way. Wide fairways this week. Or wider. He tends to be errant. But he's a good putter, Cam Davis. I've got him uh, 56 last week. And then since the Masters, he went 46 at the Masters. Third at Harbour Town. There's a good link between Harbour Town and this. Miscut Wells Fargo, 7th at Colonial, 53rd at Memorial. So he's got a couple of top 10s in his last five. Cam Davis, I'm on one and a half points each way, 40 to one with Ladbrokes. I then moved, um, I don't know, I've ended up with 40 to one on this guy. Um, There's 55s out there with Betfred. If Betfred could actually get their market out before sort of six o'clock, it would help on a Monday. But yeah, t- i take the 55, snap your hand off for that. Adam Svensson, a Canadian. Actually played here in his rookie year when he was awful. 2018-19 season, finished. He was way out of his depth back then. 18th at PGA West, 15th at TPC Twin Cities, which I think can also correlate to here because that's up in Minnesota. This, don't forget, is Illinois. Um, he's 15th here on that. He was 18th here. Uh, in his rookie season, he's just playing some good stuff, uh, Svensson. He can't putt, that's his issue, but actually the putter's warming. 45th at the Memorial, 21st at the RBC Canadian Open, and 25th last week at the Travellers. He fired in a 66 64 in Hartford last week, across Friday, Saturday, and he's had five straight positive weeks with the putter. As we often say, I think you look at Svensson, Canadian, grew up on the Canadian Tour. He's a three-time winner on the Corn Ferry. So it's not as if the guy can't win. Three-time winner on the Corn Ferry. Two of those were last season. And he also won the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship in Columbus, Ohio last year. Columbus, Ohio. So basically where um, it's just down the road from where they play the Memorial Jack's Place. So Ohio, kind of midwesty. A winner there. That tournament has been won in the past by English, Thomas, Scotty Scheffler. Fowler, Cam Smith and Cam Young have all finished runner-up. It's a high-quality event on the Corn Ferry. I think Svensson's a high-quality player. If the putter remains positive and his standard strokes gain T to green games there, he'll be a definite runner and rider, I think, Svensson. Um, I've gone for Martin Laird, 50-1. to Now, Laird's funny, isn't he? He can get very streaky, Martin Led. Yeah. And one thing you say about the guy, he knows how to win. And in this field, a four-time PGA Tour winner could be worthy of a weight of gold. It's, he's a four-time winner. Two of those have been at Las Vegas. Now, we know the Shrine is open. That's a birdie fest. He's won that at 19 under. He's won that at 23 under in 2020. Uh, they're bent grass greens, this kind of course length, par 71. I know it's at altitude. That year, he beat Cantlay, Siwu, Kim and Zalatoris in regulation. And then he beat Matthew Wolfe in a playoff. So, a decent field always at the Shriners. He can win. There's plenty in this field that can't. And he just... he, he I've put this in the thing, he, in the preview. He's 30th for Tita Green this season. On the PGA Tour. That is the best in this field. Clearly, 124th in the FedEx Cup. So you you do you go through the algorithm. 30th tee to green, 124 FedEx Cup, bloke can't putt. And then last week, all of a sudden, he's shooting a 63 to start at River Highlands, a 66 on Saturday, and he goes into the weekend in fifth spot. So he's starting to make some putts with a nice cold putter. So I think Laird fits here. He's had three starts, 29th, 37th, 28th. So never missed the cut. So, yep. A streaky scorer, I think Martin Laird in this, who needs to do something if he wants to get into the playoffs. Because he's right on the bubble. I think Laird's a decent shout. And just going down this Fratelli route, Paul. Yep. I know that you and I have been talking about this player for a while. Matt Wallace is in desperate need of something. 143 in the FedEx Cup. But he's just starting to percolate. He, 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 um, he's not Hao Tong Li in, in how, you know, but he's another player that was fringy Ryder Cup, a perennial winner on the DP World Tour. Went to the States, did okay, played well last year, made, made the FedEx Cup playoffs, established himself, and he's, again, fallen off a cliff. But you're just starting to see now, fifth of the Dutch Open, he was third going into the weekend, first going into Sunday. And then since then, eighteenth at the Porsche European Open, which he didn't have his golf clubs in Hamburg. That's they never right. made it. They never made it to Germany. Mm-hmm. And then he's gone over to the PGA Tour to try and get into that top one twenty-five. Try and keep his playing privileges. Very very important. Thirty-fifth at the Canadian Open, shot a sixty-six on Friday. He was in eighth spot heading into the weekend, and then forty-sixth at the Travelers Championship last week. He finished with a 66, which was in the top 10 scoring. So he's got a bit of momentum coming across to the John Deere Classic. I thought 80 to 1 with eight places with Ladbrooks was a decent shout on a player of Matt Wallace's ilk. Um, yep. You can take him, the biggest price now, 110 to 1 with Bet 365, 100 to 1 with William Hill, six places, or Unibet.
2: Yeah, I think they did him a bit of good didn't it coming back and back over and playing on the DP World Tour gave him a little bit of confidence and as you say to do to, to finish top 20 without um, it was just an emergency set of clubs that they had to fly over to him in Germany. Um that's not bad going at all so yeah there's, there's an improvement there. There's, there's certainly a He step
0: needs on. to do well, doesn't he? He's got yeah. a desire. He, he can't just muck about. He right. he needs results and quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. He he keeps alternating as well. You know, sometimes he's his weakness has been off the tee. He's been negative and four events off the tee. But here that might get negated with these wider fairways. The approach game's good. Mm. Um and he and he's putting positively every single week. 3.3, 1.3, 1.3. Last week 2.4. Yeah. So if he can hit enough greens, keep out of trouble off the tee, I can see Wallace putting a score together this week.
2: Yeah. Um, when he's at his best, he's very. He's a very good driver of the golf ball. You know that's the, If you to boil down his um, his key strengths, he's a good putter. He's a really good driver. Um, and if if one or other isn't quite firing, then then he's he's not there. But if his approach play is good, um, it's only going to take a good week from off the tee. And you
0: know,
2: mm. these players can find things they can work on things and in, you know, in practice and get uh, get things sorted out.
0: He was quite preeminent in my um, eight-week analysis. I mean, he's in the top eighteen for total over the last eight weeks. Um, so yeah, and he's also in the top twenty uh, or top twenty for T-degree t- in this field. Mm. So there's enough there to like at eighty to 1, one, hundred to one. He- he's better than that, isn't he? We know that. Yeah. So those are my I mean it is. It's it's the John Deere classic. So, you know, you, you, you can put anyone up if you want. I've got Wallace at eighties, Laird at fifties, Svenson at forties, you can get him up to fifty fives. Davis at forties, I've got Rogers Patrick. Rogers, what am I doing? Thirty three to one. Those are my five. Over to you guys.
2: Um, I've got a couple of longer prices. You got any Barry that you fancy?
1: Yeah, I also landed on Svensson. Mm. I can't add further.
0: I just think because since he's left the Bermuda behind and he's gone up to more upstate green, yeah. You know, all of a sudden, the putting's not as bad as it is it can be. He seems to be very bent grass positive.
1: Yeah, well, he wouldn't have had that much Bermuda growing up in Canada, right? You got it. So yeah, yeah I'm there with you on that, and then. I'm I'm into the triple digits after that. Do you want to go for one first, Paul?
2: Now you get ca- you carry on, and I'll just okay. I'll, I'll go with mine.
1: Uh, I've gone for Chris Godderup, oh, our good. old friend. Yeah, I absolutely so, mulled his uh, surname last week, didn't I? You did. Yeah, the Freudian slip, Steve. Some man for them. Um, he's look. He's had a couple of decent performances recently. Finished a little birdie last week, and just having a jump into his stats, his strokes gained putting, uh, if he had enough rounds to qualify to be on the uh, stats board on the PGA Tour, he would be 27th in strokes gained putting, and mm-hmm. he's very positive for strokes gained approach to approach the green as well, so I'm just gonna, this guy's feeling good, he's on the up and coming so, and this is a a tournament where he's not up against the cream of the crop on the PGA Tour Foot off from He, it. he might yeah, exactly. he might slip into the uh I've gone for the extended. I've gone for 12 places, so he might slip in there.
0: Mm. He was 25th for putting last week full field, so yeah, putting nicely. Got her up. As he heads here. Hmm. You could put any of these names up and you uh, no one no one in their right mind can argue. I tell you one that caught my mind he's been playing well because he's coming to the end of his medical extensions Kelly Craft mm. he's, he's playing some nice stuff at the moment and talking of medical extensions I, I know one of Paul's at a big price
2: yeah yeah well back to um, first one bats you mentioned him last week actually he's Hayden Buckley 125 to yeah, one. Buckley, yeah. seven places 125 so I'd he was 14th at the US Open, which was a bit of an eye-catcher. I didn't back him last week. I thought it might take a little while to recover. Um, and i have back in this week to uh, to give him a chance. He was 6th for strokes going tees to green at the US Open, ninth for strokes going around the green. So some good numbers coming out of that. Um, hasn't won on the PGA Tour yet, but he's won on the Canadian Tour, won on the Corn Ferry Tour. Started the year off well, didn't he? 4th at the Sanderson Farms. 8th uh, at the Shriners 12th at the Sony Open as well and if you look at his recent performances his putting strokes game putting is trending forwards as well so if he can continue that trend this week um, it, it pretty, if you look at Lucas Glover he probably only needs to gain 3 or 4 uh, strokes putting over the course of the week to give himself a chance and I think he's capable of doing that so back Buckley the other one is William McGirt at 200 to 1 mm. back to 8 places
0: end of his medical extension pops up top 10 last week yeah. he did yeah
2: I mean, that's the first top 10. Was he 8th, wasn't he? Yeah. First top 10 since 2018 that I counted. And as you say, there's been some medical issues there, but he's, um, you know, needs must. He's, uh, he's got, to, got to play well if he's going to convert on that medical extension. Five and a half strokes gained putting last week. And. Um, if you look at it, going back in the recent in enough past, um, when he has been playing, he tends to have played better in alternate events. So these lower grade ones. And yes, this, is, uh, this isn't an alternate event, but it's not a great deal.
1: Um, it feels like beyond it. There.
2: Yeah, it does does a bit, doesn't yeah. it? It's, it's, it it's is, not yeah. a great deal better quality, to be honest. Um, and yeah, if you look, he won the Memorial back in 2016. Got a couple of runner-up finishes at the Canadian Open, which is always a low scoring affair as well. So... Um, while the putt is working, as it was last week, I thought um worth taking a small punt on McGirt at 200-1. to one. But yeah, that, that's the only two that I've backed so far.
0: I think that's us, champs.
2: Indeed. Enjoy your um, J.P. McManus Prime next week, Barry.
1: Yeah, uh, I w- won't be here for the Scottish Open preview pod, but um, just rest assured I'll be hanging out uh, in a dare manner, enjoying myself.
2: Yeah enjoy it should be good and hopefully we'll get the um open championship preview pod done later next week as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah i updated the st. An- the st andrew's research preview so that's worth looking at at the at the website i'll put a link to it in the description as well just looking through the course at st andrew's what kind of agronomy i mean it's a pretty stellar winners list isn't it you mm. you got Tiger, Louis Oosthuizen, who kind of that win gets better over time because at the time he was two hundred and fifty to one, but then Zach Johnson. There's a, there's a few links there to, to Augusta National for whatever reason. Um, yes, so worth looking into some uh, some uh, trends around the Open Championship, which is only two weeks away now. Yep. Next week, yeah, Scottish Open. We've also got the Barbasol Championship in Kentucky.
1: Uh, I hope your bets go well, gentlemen.
2: Yeah, best of luck, guys.
1: You too, you too. Except for Rogers. I think you're messing with forces, Steve. I'm not I'm not <laughs> impressed by this. But listen, we'll um we'll see if I'm wrong. Or Look, if you're Barry, not or if you turn to Well, he's,
0: nev- he's never left the post it note, and he sure as well won't be featuring any more of my tips in twenty twenty two, I can assure you of that. Yeah. Unless he wins after stuff. after the inevitable miscut. He might submit. But that's the way you. that's the way we could. rock and roll. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope the listeners' bets go well and DK Teams will be back next week. See you later. If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Because it's the golf betting system
1: The golf
0: betting